0: companies, and etc., which may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your Keeper. Previously, on you the Old Ways the definite Podcast, get the sense that Blackwell's been a bit disturbed by his time following this cult of the bloody tongue. Within the rest of the text, as your initial read goes through that day, you become a bit more disturbed. You see the fabrics that you're surrounded by on the bed and on the pillowcase seem to kind of deteriorate in front of your eyes. You realize that Blackwell's not just making an analogy about The way the West looks at religion, but he's making an analogy about about the way the West looks at life in general, when the basic and most important part of humanity is this quest for knowledge, and it's this truth that you're going to have to find. (laughs) Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Old Days Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and I want to welcome you back into Another session of the Old Ways podcast does Masks of neo and we're going to start with introductions uh, to my right.
1: Tiffany playing Maeve O'Shea.
0: Miss O'Shea, uh, you awake in a strange place. Some of your last moments, some of your last uh, bits of consciousness uh, where you were surrounded by... Flames, maybe, or uh, strange uh, markings and symbols. You heard echoes and sounds, voices, maybe. Uh, And all you remember was, uh, at this point, as you're still waking back up, um, you still smell uh, a cinder, some sort of burned material. You don't know if it's... On you or on your clothes. You, you're you clothed, uh, which for a moment, for a flash, seems odd to you
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because these weren't the clothes you remember wearing. And you are definitely not in the apartment. You're somewhere else.
1: Okay. Am I like in a bed? Am I on a couch?
0: You are uh, laying on a bed a bed that's made you haven't been put under the covers or anything uh your head is resting on a average pillow and beyond that the walls have very limited art on them uh, they're just it's just simple paint there's a, you know, a painted sill and window nearby you see a couple of uh um You see a couple of other items in this room that you're in. There's a there's a definite door. It's not far, Uh, and you see a place to hang up clothes, uh, like a rack on the nearby wall. Uh, There's a small desk and a chair.
1: I will get out of bed. Um, If I look, is there a window for me to look out?
0: There is a window. Yeah, it's uh, just on the other side of the bed, actually. You'd get up out of the bed and then kind of go around the front or the foot of the bed, and you'd head towards the window.
1: I'm going to look out the window. Am I still in Kansas?
0: Okay.
1: Just kidding. New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you are not. Um, the buildings here are far, far shorter. To your left, you see something... Fairly noticeable. Uh, You see uh, a college quad. In fact, you know that quad. That's the quad at Miskatonic University.
1: Okay.
0: And you see the Miskatonic River in the distance, two or three streets down, and the docks that run along the Miskatonic River.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a moment to gather myself uh maybe uh leave the room and look for a place to get like a drink of water or something so I can think about this. Well
0: there's a wa- <laughs> there's a wash basin, there's a pitcher of water in the room. Um there's a glass. There's I mean, if you're thirsty, there's stuff right in the room. You wouldn't have to leave. Okay. Um so you you take your glass of water and kind of sit on the side of the on just on the side of the bed and you hear the springs kind of <laughs> give a bit underneath you. Doesn't seem like this is the most uh, up to date. Uh, you know, it's a it's a far cry from Miss Lane's apartment. But that said, it's much quieter. The walls are far less busy. Uh, and as you take that first drink of water, you have an overwhelming sense that the last few moments before you fall asleep, before you fell asleep, you don't remember. Okay. So you don't. Something's not right. You remember reading that book, Africa's Dark Sex. You remember going into it and plumbing through all of the journals of his, of of the time spent uh, around the cult of the bloody tongue and observing them and scouting them. And after that, your mind wanders. You can't find a specific place.
1: Do I even still have that book?
0: It, well, your satchel of things is not, but two feet, two or three feet away.
1: I guess I'll look.
0: It's in there. The books are in there. All your traveling books that you would normally take with you are there. Okay. Yeah, it, it seems to be all with you.
1: Strange... I guess I'll see where everybody else is if they're in outside this room. Like, I don't know if this is like our other place where we had a common area or if I'm going to walk out into a hallway.
0: (laughs) Sure. You kind of gather yourself a little bit. Are you taking any of your things or are you leaving them in here?
1: No, I'm going to take my satchel in case I need something. Or to store something or stash. Ooh, is the mask still in it?
0: Everything that you, nothing with your satchel has been removed or changed.
1: Okay. If the mask is still in it, I think I'm going to hide that under the bed.
0: Okay. You take out the uh, mask with the uh, adorned mummified human tongue and kind of find a spot for it under the bed.
1: Because I don't think that's something I want to be just toting around. (laughs)
0: I don't blame you. Uh, it is every time you touch this thing, you. It's a little unnerving. Uh, just because you know, after some direct looks from uh, the doctor at the time, you could tell that the look on his face when you found it in the Juju house that he was fairly certain that that was absolutely a human tongue. Which means it. It came out of somebody. (laughs) Uh Uh, So you find a a spot to kind of tuck it away there, and then you open the door, Mm -hmm. which opens to a hallway. And looking left and right, it's pretty simple to ascertain that you're in a place where there are many rooms. So it must be some sort of hotel or... Some sort of flop house or something like that.
1: Okay, I guess I will um, try and find a front desk, pick a direction in the hallway, and start walking until I find an elevator or stairs.
0: Yep, you find an elevator, not too far. Uh, you actually see that you're on the fourth floor. Okay, and you take you take the elevator down. Um, it was relatively speaking for you when you looked out the window it was uh it was mid-morning so it was bright enough to see the river uh you head down and see the um, you see a front desk you see a small sitting area nearby
1: do i see any of my compatriots you do not I'm going to ask the person at the front desk uh, what room Dr. Tottenbach is in.
0: Oh, uh, he, the person behind the desk kind of uh, closes his uh, copy of the Arkham Gazette. Oh, I, I apologize, miss. I didn't see you had come down. Um, the Dr. Tottenbach, you say? Uh He yes. checked in right next to you uh, and the rest of your uh, group.
1: Oh. Okay. Good to know. Uh has he left for the day?
0: Yes, the uh, the group of them left over over an hour ago. But it looked like uh, maybe towards the college.
1: Yeah, I believe that's where we we were discussed going next. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: so um oh uh was there a phone in my room or would I have to use it at the front desk?
0: There was not a phone in your room. You would have to use it at the front desk.
1: Okay. Um, oh, excuse me. One more thing. Can I uh, use your phone?
0: Oh, Of course, ma'am. He uh, kind of guides you around the side uh, of the hall there where the office and the uh, common area are. And you see a, a phone and he picks up the and taps the metal uh, handle part to raise the operator. Uh, can I? He looks at you and says, uh, wh- who are you trying to reach?
1: Uh, Professor Cross at the university.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, he puts the receiver to his ear and speaks uh, after a few moments. Uh, yes, uh, can I have the university, please? And then he uh, turns the receiver to you. Uh, there you are, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. He kind of leaves you to it. After a couple of moments, you hear a few clicks on the line, and then eventually you hear uh, Miskatonic University.
1: Um. Hi. I was wondering if uh, Professor Cross was available.
0: Cross. Um, memory service and schedule serves correct, ma'am. He's got a class this morning.
1: Okay. Uh, Till what time?
0: Mm. He should be out of that by noon. Can I take a message for him?
1: Um, yes, can you tell him that uh Maeve called and I may stop by?
0: Of course, ma'am. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Then I'll hang up and um what time is it now?
0: As you look at the uh regulator clock that's here in the common area, it looks like it's about
1: 10:35. Okay. Um then I will uh Go visit my mother since i'm here okay i'll wait Uh, for everybody to come back to the hotel you know
0: how how are you planning on getting to uh, arkham sanatorium the taxi or
1: yeah i'll probably just take a taxi
0: (laughs) so so you go outside uh, of the hotel and you take a look around uh after a few moments you realize there I have to
1: call a car, right? There,
0: there don't appear to be any taxis here in <laughs> yeah. Arkham.
1: I should have remembered that from last time.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not that fancy of a place.
1: <laughs> right. It's not that big either.
0: Not really, no. Um,
1: uh, yeah. I guess I will uh, go back in <laughs> into the front
0: <laughs> desk. Okay.
1: And the person will be like, I'm sorry. I... Totally forgot my bearings. Uh can I get a car?
0: Oh, of course, man. Where were you planning on heading?
1: Uh to the sanitarium.
0: I see. He uh he tries very hard not to do a double take when you mentioned the sanitarium.
1: Of course. I mean everybody goes there, don't they?
0: It's a common occurrence. Eventually. <laughs> uh he consults a, a book for a moment and then goes and lifts the receiver and has a short conversation. Uh, I have so I have a gentleman coming. It might be uh, 10 or 15 minutes.
1: Okay, thank you. Then I will uh, sit in the sitting area and keep an eye out for the car.
0: You do so. The time passes relatively quickly enough. You do uh, have a few uh, things to read if necessary in, in your book, although... Uh, you you begin to get a little hungry as you're sitting there, um, just because you realize it's probably been a little bit of time since you've eaten.
1: Probably. Oh, do I remember if there was, there's probably no places near the sanitarium, is there?
0: Not directly, no, but there are some places, uh, maybe not near it, but there are places that you could go like in... Uh, any of the merchant areas and stuff like that, that you'd you'd be able to get a meal down by, uh, you know, closer towards the river in the merchant district. So you you might be able to have the driver take you there so you could at least get something to eat.
1: Yeah. I'll ask the driver to stop somewhere so we can, so I can eat. Right. And maybe grab a sandwich for my mom or something. Okay.
0: The driver arrives. uh, He walks in and looks and says "Mama, i i'm here to pick you up
1: thank you um would you mind on the way if we stopped um someplace so i can uh pick up a few sandwiches
0: oh not at all i know just the place thank you he helps you get into the back seat of a uh, his vehicle just a pretty common street car at that point and uh he says there's a place here uh not too far from here three or four blocks over that's got a pretty good sample of what you'll be looking for. Okay. We, uh, we go there all the time.
1: Well, then I'm sure it'll be
0: perfect. Oh, absolutely. So, he drives you down, uh, and you guys pull over a bit near uh, the wharf area. So, for the most part, the this place hasn't changed a bit. Uh, you can still uh, see merchant areas coming in and out you see well there is definitely commerce and traffic it's nothing like what you were experiencing in New York City uh, but you do see uh, that the snow here it seems in Arkham anyway hasn't hit as bad as it did in New York uh, and so there's a little bit more life uh, as far as streetcars and uh, as people, people walking through uh, across the water. You can see the train yards uh, and uh, just uh, just in front of that, just in front of the train yards, you see a couple of idle cars. Um, the location that he takes you to is a little bit more than just a common deli. It seems like there's a couple places to sit down here. It also appears anyway uh, that uh, they already have some guests. It looks like the lunch here hour here starts a little bit earlier than uh, you were expecting. Okay. So you step into line. Um, folks here are quiet. Um, the Hustle and the bustle of New York City behind, and you kind of feel mm-hmm. like Arkham feels a little colder. Not just temperature-wise, but people-wise. Get up to the counter, and you see on the chalkboard behind. There's a list of prepared sandwiches that they offer, uh, whether it be hot or cold.
1: I I just want to order two cold sandwiches to go, whatever they have.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you pretty much have your choice of whether it be uh, ham or uh, turkey or pastrami, stuff like pretty pretty staple. Uh, deli meats.
1: Yeah, we'll get two turkeys.
0: Okay. So, you're standing in line and uh, there's a couple people in front of you. You see a gentleman with the slicked back hair kind of thinning at the temples. He's got a a mustache and what looks like a somewhat heavy five o'clock shadow. Uh, He sticks out a little bit to you, uh, if only because uh, there's not a whole lot of people here, men that are wearing beards. Uh, It seems most of of the guys that you've come into here uh, are seen walking your way. Most of them have, uh, are are fairly clean shaven.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He seems to be eyeballing you. As he's paying for his sandwiches, he's a couple people ahead of you. Uh, He seems to give you a longer stare.
1: I'm just gonna look at him oddly
0: he pays for his sandwiches and then as he finishes up and walks off the line and kind of back out towards the door he almost gives you it almost feels like he's giving you a wide berth like he's trying to actively avoid you like physically okay you grab your sandwiches And uh, you exit Bell Cafe Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and head back to the car.
1: Yep, I will get in and head on to the sanitarium.
0: So he takes you across the river, uh, back down past Independence Square. And you head towards kind of the, not outskirts of town, but uh, on the edge of town. And... Mm -hmm. You pull up in front of Arkham Sanitarium. The driver tells you uh, that the ride is going to be uh, a quarter, but that they're happy to put it on the hotel bill if that's what you would prefer.
1: Nope, that's fine. I will give him a dollar.
0: Oh, wow. Well. He uh, smiles. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you, miss.
1: Thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Take the short walk from the street uh, through the gates uh, up to Arkham Sanitarium. Uh, the outside hasn't changed terribly much. Uh, it still has the same uh, inner fence line made of brick and wrought iron. Uh, you still see several overgrown trees in the property. Some, uh, obviously, they're all uh, bereft of flowers and leaves at this point because it's January. Uh, The path has been somewhat shoveled uh, and there's definitely a stiff breeze that rolls from right to left as you make your way up to the front door.
1: Okay. Then, yeah, I'm going to walk in to the front desk.
0: Yeah, you walk in, there's a front desk on your left. You see a a man behind the, the desk itself and then you see a uh, what's some sort of orderly or something like that near the right, which is uh, who's standing in front of uh, a pair of double doors that lead deeper into the hospital.
1: Hi, um, I'm Maeve O'Shea. I'm here to see Leah.
0: Mm. See the uh, gentleman look at the book. We me see. Uh, one moment. He picks up a, a phone He ring the doctor.
1: Has something changed?
0: No, no, no. We just... We always advise the staff when relatives arrive. Okay. He uh, places a book with a pen on it near the front of the desk for you. Go ahead and sign in for me, please.
1: I'll sign in. While I'm looking at it, can I quickly, like, scan to see if she's had any other visitors?
0: Um, Absolutely. So what I would like you to do is go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll. Because you're kind of going to have to sort of do it on the sly just because it appears to be a success. Woohoo! So you quickly give the book a good once over and what you see is that your mother currently in the past two weeks has not had any outside visitors that's about how far you get back you get about two weeks back okay, uh, without having to say oops I'm sorry I didn't know where I was going yeah Uh, you also with the success on spot hidden also don't see uh, Christopher's name on the book either not in the past two weeks. Mm. Okay. The gentleman in front of you, uh, behind the desk, uh, sets the receiver down. Uh, the doctor will be here shortly. Okay. A few minutes pass and you see uh, a white coat come out. The uh, doctor, you you and he have had a discussion before in his office. Dr. Getz, you mmm uh see him exit the door Miss um, O'Shea. It's good to see you again.
1: Hello, doctor. How are you? um I'm all right.
0: yeah, yeah. hopefully the nasty weather they brewed up outside isn't uh getting to you.
1: <laughs> this is nothing compared to where we were just at
0: oh
1: uh New York was pretty. Pretty terrible.
0: Really, I'm sorry to hear that. All the way back to Arkham's, your mother, I assume.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, come on, and I'll uh, give you an update before uh, you go to see her. Okay. He uh, opens the door, and the you see that the uh, the orderly that it was standing by the door opens the double doors for him, and then kind of allows you through, and then when you enter the space beyond, it looks like it's just a common area uh, that has a couple hallways, one left, one right, and you hear the door behind you shut, and then you hear it lock.
1: Okay.
0: He turns and goes right. I will follow him. He doesn't go very far. Uh, He goes maybe... Uh, 20 or 30 feet, and takes another right and then sits down in his office.
1: hmm uh,
0: He, uh, motions you to uh, one of the chairs here and then shuts his office door.
1: I will sit.
0: I apologize for the uh, differences in attendees now. We've had some issues recently.
1: What issues is that?
0: Uh... Nothing. Nothing you need to worry about directly, Miss O'Shea. It's more. Uh, it's more a concern for uh, us inside, just to make sure that the, the changes in policies and changes in approach are being taken seriously. Okay. So uh, he he turns a bit to his desk and pulls a couple of a. Uh, Pulls an accord- accordion file out and kind of sifts through it for a minute until he pulls a manila folder out. Yes, Leah. Leah. He opens it up and you see a uh, several sheets of notes. Seems uh, she's doing rather well. Uh, when was the last time? Well, you that's were good to, to hear. when When was the last time you went to see her?
1: Uh, how long has it been? Like a month, right?
0: Yeah, probably give or take about a month. Yeah.
1: It's been about a month
0: mm. uh, we'd started a different treatment cycle for her recently uh we uh we're trying to get away from some of the trappings uh, that other facilities use. We think they harm they do more harm than good unfortunately okay, Arkham developed a reputation early on, much like some of the other. Uh, sanitariums in uh, the nation that they'd they'd been too harsh on many of their patients, and so mm-hmm. in the past few months, I've done my best to alleviate us of those issues. Uh, namely, we we've stopped using uh, jacket restraints on our patients. Entirely, and we've gone to more medicinal um, regiments rather than uh, some of the more um, let's just say uh, barbaric techniques that are used in other places
1: sounds promising
0: well it's just there's questions in the community about whether shock treatment is really valid and while many uh, many doctors feel it's still viable, I disagree. And so I've gone ahead and changed some of the things at Arkham forever. But she's shown a a, a definite improvement. She's actually speaking
1: um when was the last time Professor Cross came to visit?
0: Oh, uh, Cross, he's in and out, but he's not working directly with patients here anymore. Um, I mean, in the sense that I, I understand that you were, that you'd had him coming in to check on her. And while we appreciate it, uh, Professor Cross's, his unique talents are better suited in other directions.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So, if you'd like, you can uh, pop up and see your mother if you'd like.
1: Yes, very much so. Uh, I brought her a sandwich today.
0: Oh, good. Uh, we do appreciate when when loved ones stop in. It's always nice to have something specific. Uh, we have found that well, quite frankly, we've, we've found that um, those who are still in recovery are, they tend to latch on to uh, physical objects. So it's, even if something as small as a sandwich is good. He stands up and...
1: I, I figured she'd appreciate it.
0: Uh, yes, of, of course, of course. He stands up and motions to the door itself.
1: I will get up.
0: We've moved your mother onto a uh, uh, into a, a room here on the main floor. It's a little easier for everyone to get to. And uh, we think that she prefers it. Uh, she had mentioned a couple of times in the past few months that well, the place that we had had her on the second floor there, she kept mentioning something about something outside the window. Did she talk to you about that?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Hmm.
0: Well, the location she has now has a, a window that faces a different location. It faces the uh, east side of the property, so hopefully she gets a little bit more in the way of morning sunshine.
1: Has she not mentioned things outside of her window anymore? Well...
0: Not to me. Um, that with the treatment and the new medicine that we're using on most of the patients here, uh, we're hoping that her improvement will spread to others. Okay. You gather your things and he escorts you out of the office. He kind of gives you the uh, directionals to head down to see your mom.
1: I will head in that direction
0: head down and an orderly kind of uh, makes eye contact with uh, the doctor behind you and then he the orderly kind of gestures you down uh, a separate hallway. She should be right in here for you. Thank you. You enter the room and you see uh, a room a little bit uh, larger actually than the previous room she had. Has a window, uh, and she is sitting up in bed.
1: Well, that's a plus. Uh,
0: And unlike the last time you were here, when she was kind of of staring off into the distance and whatnot, she actually makes eye contact with you when you walk in the room.
1: I will make sure that I smile. Mm.
0: (laughs) She smiles back as best she can. Um, you can tell she's still a little bit um, out of it, I guess, is the best term.
1: Yeah. Hi, Mom. I uh, brought you something to eat. Have you eaten today?
0: Uh, they made me breakfast. She kind of struggles out. I I did my best, like you asked.
1: Well, I have a treat. We. I stopped at a deli, so... Mm. You have a special sandwich.
0: Really? She kind of... She almost gets a little excited. It's
1: probably better than the boring food here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. You step forward, and uh, you mother kind of reaches her hand out and accepts your offering. <laughs>
1: I will hand her her sandwich or it like, does she have like a desk or something nearby?
0: Yeah. She has a small desk and a chair and and a place to eat. She also has the rocker that she had from upstairs down here.
1: Well, I'll go over to the desk and like unwrap it for her and everything.
0: You can see her start pulling at the um, blanket that she has over her legs. She's not infirm by any means, right? She's not like some 80 year old woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, She finally gets the, blanket scooted aside and then gingerly rises to her feet Mm. at least the uh heat in this part of the building is better
1: yeah i bet
0: so how have you been
1: good i've been uh traveling
0: oh where to
1: uh i was just in new york
0: really I can't imagine what that's like. Tell me all about it.
1: It's not as great as you think it is. Mm. It was cold and snowy.
0: Oh, what? Right, but what What were you doing in New York?
1: We were just looking into a few things, some friends and I.
0: Mm. You sound like your father.
1: Mm. Well, I can't say that I'm not entirely not looking for him. Mm.
0: I wish he was here. Me too. I think about him every night.
1: Yeah. I have I have a lot of dreams about him.
0: Mm. So uh,
1: How are things going now that you're moved here?
0: Well, uh, I mean, at first I was just I was tired all the time and the uh the doctors here when i first got here were i don't know they i don't think they they were interested in seeing me get better but you know christopher really uh he i think he really changed all that he uh, he'd been telling me for months that he was going to get them to change my treatment plan and i think i think he did something i think that he he got them to listen to him
1: Yeah, I do have to say the change seems like quite a surprise considering my first impression of this place. But as long as you're happy and being taken care of, I just want you to feel better.
0: I I do too. I just, some days are better than others. You see, uh, um, something catches your eye like from the, out of the, kind of of the corner of your vision. It's at the far end of the room near the, uh, near the window.
1: I will go look by the window.
0: You see uh, a small painting that's been done.
1: Is it similar to the drawing I have of hers?
0: <laughs> similar, but it's a little bit more defined. Oh. So what you see in this picture, in this painting, is kind of a a dark blue background. It almost looks like you're staring into a dark pool of water, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, as you take a look a little bit deeper into the painting itself, you see that there's a form that's been made out of the waves in the water. And this form is this strange, uh, tall, uh, featureless, um, dark humanoid figure. Um, except that the humanoid figure now has been given to. Very um, bright and uh, almost striking circles where uh, eyes would be. Uh, and the, the, imp- the impression the, the painting gives off is uh, supremely powerful. It, uh, it's very striking. It's not very large, so it's, uh, it's on a, a small canvas. Uh, but it's definitely well done. Do you paint this, Mom? I've been working on it. It's my project. They need to have a project, something to build. And so they had all these crafts to choose from and all these, I don't know, they were silly little things. And I I remembered that when I was young, I liked to paint. And so I asked for paints. and. I started painting again.
1: Well, it's good for you to paint again. Who is this in this painting?
0: Oh, I told you who he was the last time you were here. he He's the man that comes and knocks on the window.
1: Is he still coming to your window?
0: every night but
1: do you talk to him now I do now what does he have to say
0: he's not very talkative but he's a very good listener
1: oh well it's good to have somebody that'll listen to you and to all your troubles
0: I hope one day you get to meet him
1: sure maybe one day I'll see him
0: there's no malice in her voice. It's actual. Right. You know, like, it's not like, a, like you're, you're like, going to meet him.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, she's talking like a friend. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah. 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 She, um, you can tell even without any sort of psychology role, uh, your two things are true. Um, your mother is still on the long road of recovery. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and she seemingly is very earnestly hoping that you get to meet whoever this person is. Okay. Um, She asks about um, all sorts of things. She asks how Chicago has been.
1: Uh, Chicago is Chicago. Um, Crazy stuff going on with some of the people I know. (laughs) You like what? Well, I mean, they're... There was some trouble at one of the nightclubs I was performing at, and it just mm-hmm. got out of hand. Really? Yeah, but everything's okay.
0: Oh, good, good. A uh, nightclubs are a dangerous place for you. What was that? Said, she <laughs> says night nightclubs are a dangerous place for you.
1: Yes, they are. Anymore, they are. I don't know, but I don't know what else I'm going to do. Right now, I'm just busy. We went to New York to meet up with a friend that we had Mm -hmm. talked to when we were still in Chicago. So, you know, we decided to come here too because I needed to see you.
0: Good. Well, sit with me a while unless you're busy.
1: No, I'm not busy.
0: Good. You sit with your mom for part of the day honestly uh she has not been this lucid and connected at least in your mind for a long time
1: yeah which is a relief uh
0: she definitely has she's definitely either turned a corner or she has something has changed in her uh where she isn't as um Manic as she might have been mm-hmm. at one point. Um, but she does trail off now and again. She does lose her way in conversation. She does get distracted. It's not probably until a good, I don't know, three or four o'clock that she shows you a note uh, that's been sitting like in her desk drawer. She uh, pulls a note out of the drawer and says... You should uh, you should read this. I think I think uh, Christopher would have wanted you to read this.
1: Okay, I'll look at it.
0: You unfold the note, uh, and it says that the college has him kind of pushed into a pretty important project, working with uh, the hospital here, the uh, sanitarium here. Uh, he in the letter apologizes for not being able to see her as much. Uh, he enjoys their talks. And it's it's not formal, but it's kind of semi-formal. It seems that Christopher and your mother have gotten to kind of a first name friendship, mm-hmm. um, which is, a, you know, in this era is maybe a little bit um, less formal than you would expect. Right. But they seem to have some sort of genuine friendship. Uh, He mentioned that he's spoken with the the staff about her treatment program. This letter is dated like a month ago. Okay. And he's mentioned to the the staff that uh, ending a separate food plan for her because he doesn't like the food plan that they have or the food that they're serving her. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he's asked for a music player to be sent to her room.
1: I'll look for the music player.
0: Yeah, it's in the corner. It's over there. Uh, so opposite the painting, there's a small uh, and not very sophisticated, but there's a music player.
1: Okay. Well, what kind of they, what kind of food are they feeding you now?
0: Oh, uh, it's mostly fruits and vegetables. Um, I get just a little bit of fish, but for the most part, I don't, um, They have this uh, nearby farm that uh, tends to pull up a lot of potatoes and whatnot, and i uh, uh, they never did agree with my stomach.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: Christopher changed all that.
1: Well, I'm glad. Glad he's looking out for you.
0: There's a knock at the door.
1: I'll go to the door.
0: Uh, When you arrive at the door, you open it and find a relatively perf- professorially dressed Christopher Cross. No, oh. He says, Miss Hachay, both of them in the flesh.
1: <laughs> I was going to visit you earlier today, but I ended up spending the day with Mom.
0: Well, you were right to spend time with her. She's missed you these months.
1: Yeah, she's been doing well, it looks like. Well,
0: he, uh looks at you and then looks at her and says, may I come in?
1: I don't mind. I'm sure mom doesn't.
0: She, uh, waves a hand at him. Come in, Christopher, come in, shut the door. He comes in and shuts the door. Comes and takes a, a stands over near the space between the desk and the bed. Kind of in a reasonable distance from the both of you. So, uh, what brought you by?
1: I have some friends that are looking into some things, but uh, I mostly came to see Mom.
0: Oh, good. I'm sure that uh, you can see she's quite improved. hmm I worked with the doctor here to put her on a different program that we'd been thinking about for some time. I just finally was able to push and get it done.
1: Yeah, he said you've been... Doing other things, you're not really here as much anymore?
0: Uh, He he turns bodily, turns just slightly away from your mother, but continues to look at you. Mm -hmm. It's something we should discuss at some point. Okay. But yes, the university uh, is very interested in uh, using... Cases like your mother for uh, de- developing uh, treatment plans for other other locations. We're trying to set a precedence that says it is not necessary to confine someone to a restrictive restraining jacket or to um, you know put them on some sort of um, aggressive treatment plan that could cause bodily harm. There are so many. Facilities that are doing that, and I'm striving to make sure that Arkham is not one of those places.
1: Well, I trust you to take care of her.
0: I'm working hard on your behalf. I hope you know that.
1: I hope so. Well, it's about dinner time. I should probably get headed out.
0: Yeah, you look out the window and it's gotten on past forest or so and you can see that the uh, it's it's already at this point getting dark
1: Yeah, Christopher uh, are you here to visit my mother or do you want to go have dinner and we can discuss the things you're working on
0: sure absolutely I would be happy to have dinner there's a uh, well I mean I have a, a place not far from here no trouble. Okay. Your uh, mother says, uh, she kind of (laughs) gives you a smile and says, go and have a good time, and uh, hopefully I'll see you before you leave.
1: Oh, definitely. I love you, Mom.
0: I love you too, honey. You guys exit Arkham and kind of make your way uh, not too far from uh, the sanitarium itself. You make your way towards, kind of, the two or three blocks away, and you see that there's a. Uh, he's got a reasonably furnished uh, house, and nothing, uh, nothing that's going to break the bank, obviously. But uh, he kind of steps in and starts turning on lights. Okay. So now that we're uh, safely away, and what's going on? With me? No, not with you. (laughs) With the four people that you're normally around that were prowling around the university today.
1: Oh, yeah. They were looking at some lecture that was... I don't have the pamphlet with me to find out when that lecture took place.
0: I heard that they were looking for Dr. Cowles. Yeah. He's a heck of an Australian, that's for sure. Smart as a whip. But uh, that's not why folks usually look for him though.
1: He was just on the flyer that we had that he gave um, some lecture at the at the university.
0: Yeah, well, he gave it at NYU. I know the flyer you're talking about because we've seen him all over town. At least we saw them leading up to the <laughs> uh, to the event. Uh, he and his uh, daughters been. Quite the, uh, quite the pair of visitors here to Arkham these past few months.
1: What does he normally do?
0: He's a professor.
1: Okay, but you said um, people don't normally see him. You made it sound like there is another reason that people go see him.
0: <laughs> they do. It's his daughter. Oh. Uh, Ewa is... Um, she's turned this place upside down. Yeah, she hasn't given anybody the time of day, though. I think uh, I think she knows better. Not to mention the doctors getting getting ready to leave for Australia here shortly. Okay. So they were tracking him down what because of a lecture he gave?
1: Yes, because the person that uh, we wanted to know if he remembered somebody that may have gone to his lecture.
0: I spent the better part of the past couple of months working on something for the university.
1: When did he when did he give that lecture?
0: Oh, it was uh, I don't know, about a month ago or so. Okay. He gave it just just before uh, uh, just before the the new year. Okay. Over uh Shuler Hall at New York University. And it was um, what he's—he's he's a aficionado on uh, Polynesia and Southwest Pacific. Basically, it's a—it was a speech about, uh, or was a lecture about aboriginals and and uh, how cults work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's crazy, at stories, but it's not the strangest story that I've heard recently. That's for sure.
1: Oh, what have you heard recently?
0: Yeah, so he kind of begins to set some of the. Food that he has out, and you see that uh, he he's already kind of bopped into the kitchen and started up the fryer so that we can cook dinner. Why don't you do me a favor, Miss O'Shea? Why don't you tell me who Doctor James Pierce is?
1: Well, I met him the last time I was here,
0: but she met him before that, right?
1: Um, yes first time I met Dr. Pierce was in Chicago in um, early March of last year.
0: Early March last year. Yeah, I I find it interesting. Why? Because he's become a bit of a staple around here ever since the last time I saw you here.
1: That's strange, because when I met him here, I went to his office. But then when I went back to his office, it seemed like he had left.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, I've come to find out that uh, Dr. Pierce seems to do these disappearing acts all over the place. So um, he sets down a what looks like a bottle of wine. <laughs> he looks up at you. What? It's legal. But- I didn't... <laughs> Didn't buy it. Home consumption is perfectly okay. I'm not selling it. I'm well within the law. Yes. Would you like some?
1: Uh, yes, please.
0: Uh, he pours you a glass. So I did a little background work on Doctor Pierce, and I found out that this guy gets all over the place. Uh, he's got a flat in London. He has places in Paris. Hmm. And then I also found record uh, from a sorting office in London, that a mail sorting office, that he died in Germany two years ago. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm glad that you're here because I know about him. I'm a little worried that maybe Dr. James Pierce isn't who he says he is. Hmm. I don't know what that means, but I mean, I I mean to say that I don't know who he actually is. And that's kind of more what I'm worried about.
1: Well, I met him through some trustworthy people. Uh, One of them, he was uh, friends with my dad. All right. So that's how I ended up meeting up with him uh, last year was that um, I, you know, like I do uh, I was going over dad's files and hit a dead end so um, I contacted him and he gave me some reading materials that my father was interested in who I then made a friend with the author Hmm. the author is no longer with us but
0: yeah, in my digging, I managed to find out that this Dr. James Pierce at one point was in Providence. He was one point. Uh, this was years ago, but he at one point had some sort of fellowship at Brown, and then left for London for God knows why.
1: Do you, did it say like what year he was bouncing around?
0: Um, This would have been, what, uh, just after the war, uh, 1819, something like that. So just, I don't know, just before 1920.
1: Okay, Mike. So then thinking about that, does that also line up with like when I think my father was in London?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't take you much of a mental jump. To begin to kind of line dates up In your head Uh, And it does seem like Your father and At least your father's Probable leaving for London And Dr. Pierce's supposedly Being in London line up Pretty much Within if not weeks within days Okay And I only mention it because You said That that you'd talked to him before and that now that you're saying that that he came to you by a trusted friend that knew your father
1: no he was just, a contact of my father's in my dad's in oh. his contact list
0: okay well then your dad trusted him or at least trusted the guy who maybe maybe this guy is just somebody who's taken over Dr. Pierce's identity
1: that's possible well, considering my father and him were traveling to the same places roughly the same time, I mean, they were almost in London at the same time. But...
0: Have you, have you ever considered going to London to research that side of it?
1: Yes, I just keep... Other things keep jumping in the way. And it is eternally frustrating.
0: Well, uh, he lifts his wine glass. Hopefully we can... Enjoy a few hours of dinner before you stop back to see your mom. Yeah. Uh, dinner is pleasant. Um, Christopher is a good professor, a decent doctoral student, and an, a passable cook. <laughs> while no virtuoso, uh, he doesn't have everything. Uh, some of the cooks skits maybe a little bit overdone. Uh, but it seems like he means well. Uh, he makes sure that you have what you need uh, as far as food and drink go. He doesn't seem to drink to excess. He has a couple of glasses and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he p- gives you a passing comment that he has uh, another class tomorrow, <laughs> so he right. can't, uh, can't drink too heavily, but um, he learned long ago the gift of moderation. It gets on to probably about seven or so.
1: Okay. And
0: he looks at the clock on the wall and says, if you're going to see your mother, you probably have about an hour or so before uh, Arkham locks up for the evening.
1: Yeah, I should go see her. Um, She wants me to meet her friend, and I don't know if he's going to show up tonight.
0: Well, uh, I have heard many of these stories, but... I have yet to see this friend, so if you do uh, meet him, uh, let take copious notes if you would.
1: <laughs> I will.
0: He um, helps you gather your things and um, and offers to walk you back. Okay. You guys stroll uh, up through streets. It's only maybe maybe four blocks total. You guys probably walk it in ten or fifteen minutes. If not for the cold weather, uh, this might not be a terrible walk. Right. He stops at the gates and uh, makes sure that they still open for you, even though they look like they're closed. They're they're still they're still unlocked, so the uh, the watchman hasn't been around to lock them up yet.
1: Well, thank you for dinner.
0: Anytime you're in town, you know there is room here. Oh. Well. I mean, I I think I've been relatively open about you maybe coming to Arkham more often. Yes. Maybe after all this business is over with whatever it is that you and your friends are doing, you can stop back and uh, stay a little longer. Definitely. Good. Be safe tonight, Ms. O'Shea.
1: Thank you. Have a good night, professor.
0: (laughs) You too. He turns and uh, this is just a bit as you walk in. And you head back into the facility. Yep. So not much has changed here. Uh, The orderly nods at you and kind of motions to the book again. uh, (laughs) And then uh, says, are you just going back in to see your mother yes All right. Uh, you know the way yes Nods, and I won't bother the doctor with any of this it seems a little bit late thank you you walk back in and take a right and then go down a long hallway and then take another and then creep on back into your mom's room she's uh finished her food at this point uh, looks like they brought her a little bit something uh, maybe for dinner uh, although she didn't seem to touch any of the bread that they include they basically include bread with every meal uh, right. and so she has not yeah she has not touched a bit of that uh, and she is in the rocking chair uh, nearby and she's staring out the window
1: is your friend coming tonight?
0: She kind of snaps to attention. Oh, I, uh, I was just, uh, I was just thinking about him, honey. Come here, sit with me on the bed. Maybe you'll get a chance to meet him.
1: I will sit down. Um, how come you're not eating your bread?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't like what they do to the bread here. It doesn't. It feels like. It feels like glue. It feels like paste.
1: Hmm probably don't bake it long enough
0: hmm. honestly I think I could teach these folks here a thing or two about baking
1: I bet you could
0: you um mm. sit get near the the bed with her and you look out the window you see the you can see out the window the glass is relatively thick uh, the bars on the windows are a, a little strange <laughs> strangely obscuring mm-hmm um, But you see the edge of the stone wall that kind of walls off the sanitarium. And then just over and above that, you see a few overhanging trees in the, you know, whatever dim lights that are left. And you begin to hear a lack of something. You're sitting next to your mother just for a few beats and she's staring out the window and you realize that she's not breathing.
1: I'll look over at her.
0: She's holding her breath and you can tell she's holding her breath because she's kind of clenched down on her lips.
1: Uh, I will study out the window more.
0: Go ahead and give me a spot hidden roll.
1: Okay. No, that is a big fat failure. 95 out of 68.
0: Okay. You look out the window and kind of search and search and search and search. And at first, you can't really tell what she's looking at. Um, and the landscape outside, uh, since you were here last several hours ago, seems to have gotten Uh, quite a bit darker. It's now getting on to 7.15. mom, you don't have a clock in the room. uh, It's January and in the northeast, and so it is definitely dark. Right. Uh, And it's at that point that all the lights go out in the room.
1: I, like, reach for my mother's
0: hand. Uh, You reach for your mother's hand. She's in the rocking chair there staring out the window with you. And she grabs a hold of your arm, and she whispers, he's here.
1: Do the lights always go
0: out? I've never seen them go out like this.
1: Where is he at?
0: Can't you see him? He's right out the window. Literally pitch black outside at this point.
1: Right. Does she have a window on her door?
0: Uh, She does not have a window on her door. Okay. Okay.
1: Do I see light coming in from underneath her door? Like tiny crack, you know what I'm talking about? Like I'm just wondering if it's just this room that is out of lights or...
0: You actually don't see any light immediately. You start hearing all sorts of things from the hallway though. You hear shouts and screams and uh, uh, obvious concern. The lights have gone out in Arkham.
1: Can I get up and lock her door? I mean, I assume I probably can't lock her door from the inside because, you know, of the facility. But I'm still probably instinctively going to...
0: Yeah, you go to the door. Uh, and when you go to the door, uh, you know you notice that there's no hardware to keep it locked from the inside. The glass behind you on that window starts to rattle.
1: I'm going to turn and look probably shouldn't
0: (laughs) you turn and look and you see just the slightest wavering and vibration of that glass. It shimmies back and forth and it's almost sending strange. um, It's giving us a strange sonic response or some sort of, Warble of sound that comes with it And your mother begins to respond In a very Strange way She almost um, begins to, She hums She starts humming like a Not a song but a note And she almost Matches that note
1: Mom Are you talking to him?
0: Um, between gasps And uh Kind of this breathless voice comes out of her and says, "Uh, He's he's here, honey. Just open your ears and and hear his voice. Uh, And it's when she says this, there's this additional echoing tone that comes out of her. Uh, And it raises the hair on your arms. And you feel little tiny pinpricks of goose pimples.
1: I'm going to walk up to the window and put my hands on the window.
0: Okay. You walk up and put your hands on the window. You can feel uh, the glass just ever so slightly vibrating against your hand. And you begin to hear uh, a slight tone in your left ear. It's not high pitched. It's not low pitched. It's right in the middle. And it kind of uh, works its way around your ear and begins to rattle a bit inside your eardrum.
1: And I still don't see anything outside?
0: Nope. You're going to make me a power roll, though.
1: That's what I want to succeed or fail at.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I can't uh, give it away, but...
1: No, you can't. Uh, there we go. Yeah, roll it. Oh, sweet.
0: That is a hard success. Uh you, you put your hand against the glass and you feel something inside of you uh, take root. Like you feel your thighs and your legs kind of almost tense and lock in place. And whatever reverberations that this sound was making inside your eardrum, Uh, it evaporates
1: okay is it still vibrating though
0: suddenly the room is silent okay
1: it's still dark though right
0: Uh, it it appears to be at least in here we haven't investigated outside this room
1: I'm gonna crack her door open just a little bit
0: it's only dark outside in that hallway at least it appears to be okay you are welcome to move if you'd like to open her doorway and go through it.
1: No, I'm gonna go check on my mom.
0: Okay, yeah, I mean she's not far. She's right next to you, so uh, she seems to be passed out in her in the rocking chair, like sleeping. Um, yeah she she has gotten a fair bit of sweat on her brow. Um, she seems almost e- exhausted
1: okay can I shake her mom mm-hmm. wake up mm-hmm.
0: she kind of moves back and forth a little bit with her head and says
1: uh,
0: she just kind of moans a bit she's out of it
1: I'm uh, yeah I'll open her door all the way and look either way up and down the hallway
0: okay so you open her door up and then you step out Looking up and down the hallway, uh, you see that there was some sort of lantern that was left on a chair nearby, but the rest of the hallway is super dark. Um, It doesn't seem to be any sort of uh, lighting in here directly.
1: Then I will grab the lantern.
0: Okay, you grab the lantern. Way back out, it's not very far.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You would just have to take a right and head back towards the door that leads to the main hallway. Okay. Is that what you're going to do? Yeah. Okay. So you walk. You come to that door and you notice that that door is locked. Of course it is. Well, it is a sanitarium.
1: <laughs> um, do I see anybody on the other side? Is it? Were they just solid double doors or did they have windows on them?
0: Well, this door is a single door. Um, oh, okay. and this door does not have a window on it. Okay. Just get into the door, you can see that it there's not a whole lot of give to it, but it's definitely strong enough where you could probably pound on it to get someone's attention.
1: Okay. Um well with the lantern I'm gonna go back and check on my mother now that I can see her.
0: Um your mom has seemingly by the by the time you get back in there, uh, she's fallen asleep. She seems to be out of it completely.
1: And she's in the rocking chair, right?
0: Yeah, she's in the rocking chair. It's probably not the most comfortable place for her to sleep. You probably could get her into the bed.
1: Yeah, I'm going to try and get her to maybe wake up a little bit to get out of bed. Or to get into
0: bed. She does not wake.
1: Okay, well then I guess uh, I'm going to carry slash drag her a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah you're not the strongest person but it doesn't take a whole lot your mom's not uh, (laughs) she's not as tall nor does she have the um, uh, additional size that you do you must get that from your father (laughs) (laughs) so you move her into the bed and she kind of reflexively curls up and uh, kind of leans over on her side and she's asleep in in moments
1: okay I'll make sure she's covered up and then I will go to that door to try and get somebody to let me out
0: you head back out and you are greeted uh, in a nearby door by uh, another patient Uh, and this man's probably in his mid 40s and he kind of stops when he sees you and gives you a, a wide and kind of jagged tooth smile and says it's the lights are out, no one's home who are you?
1: just a visitor <laughs> keep walking
0: keep walking um, he kind of stays at the periphery of your vision and at your light you see him kind of get closer. He gets a little closer uh, just so you can see him but you can, you kind of feel his presence behind you rooting around somewhere in the darkness. Mm -hmm.
1: Going to uh, bang on the door.
0: Uh, You bang on the door and you call out. What are you or are you just banging on the door? You're not saying anything.
1: No, I'm going to call out to the doctor. It's Maeve. I'm still here.
0: Answer it first.
1: Now keep banging on the door.
0: Bang on the door a couple more times. And Doctor? after. <laughs> after probably a good minute of hearing the breathing of the patient behind you, the door opens.
1: Is it the doctor or the orderly?
0: Uh, it's somebody in a lab coat, like in a staff coat.
1: Okay.
0: He uh, he says, "Uh oh, it's it's terrible. The whole place has lost power."
1: Yeah, it seems pretty strange. How often does this happen? I'm gonna like as I walk through the door, so that the the patient behind me doesn't try and sneak
0: out. Yeah, he he uh the doctor actually kind of reflexively stays. He this. I mean, not doctor, but the uh, the worker here, the hospital worker kind of reflexively moves to block the door when Mm -hmm. this patient tries to get out uh, and says, no, 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 Jeremy, you head back to your room. We'll speak about this soon. And uh, the patient just kind of hangs by the doorway and. I just. Reaches up and puts his fingers in his mouth. It's a little weird, uh, but uh, but you managed to you managed to see the uh, the the uh, hospital worker here just close the door essentially in his face mm-hmm. to keep him from getting out, which is what it appeared as if he was trying to do.
1: Well, of course.
0: Now I, I'm sorry. I apologize for this, man. We uh, we'll get you directly out of here. Get walked back to the main doors.
1: Um, are are the phones still working?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. You'll have to check at the main desk. Okay. You head out through the double doors here and you see uh, that the orderly here is on the phone and he seems to be having some sort of issue with it. He's tapping away at the receiver. And then he kind of slams the um, the receiver down. I... I can't get anybody on that thing. Excellent. I'm real sorry, ma'am. I don't know what happened.
1: You guys didn't have any warning? Nothing weird happened before the lights went out?
0: No, nothing. Nothing that I, I mean, uh, I heard somebody say something about uh, some sort of screaming in the other room, but I don't, I can't remember if that was before or after.
1: It was after. It was by my mother's room. It sounded like there was a lot of commotion going on.
0: Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll get everything sorted out. Uh, we've got enough uh, lanterns and flashlights to go around. Now we'll get them passed out. Why don't you uh, go ahead and, and take your leave of us, and we'll uh, we'll make sure your mother stays okay.
1: Okay. Uh. All right then. I guess. Uh. I will then be uh, walking back to Christopher's place.
0: You take your leave, head back out onto the street. You see that there are a couple of streets here. Just as you look out uh, beyond the gates, you see there are a couple of streets here that are dark.
1: Oh, so it's almost like it's like a block or so that went out.
0: It seems that way. Why don't you give me uh, another spot hidden roll?
1: Sounds like there's a skill I need to raise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you did get uh, a success on Spot Hidden, so we can check that box. You got that your first one.
1: I already did, yeah. There you go. Did I... Oh, failed. 72 yeah. out of 68.
0: Okay. Your Spot Hidden's not bad. 68's not that bad. Uh, so you... Uh, yeah. It just seems like it's a power outage. Uh, but... It's hard to not. It's hard to forget the feeling of the glass and the sound in your ear, and your own kind of bodily response to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Whatever, whatever it was, it wasn't a power outage. But it's hard to say what it was.
1: Strange things are afoot, but I am by myself, so I'm going to do what's safest for me.
0: It's not a bad idea. So you're walking back to Christopher's? Yeah. Okay. You get back there, you figure it's been, you know, in total, it's probably been, I don't know what, between the two walks, it's probably been 10 ten, fifteen 15 minutes. hmm You see that uh, there's still a light on inside.
1: I will uh, knock on his door.
0: A few moments later, the door opens. Oh, uh, Mr. Shea, I'm sorry. Can I help you?
1: I'm sorry to bother you, but there's been a power outage at the sanitarium, and I had no way to call a car to get back to my hotel.
0: Of course, of course. Come in. Come in.
1: I will go in.
0: Shuts the door and just uh, take a seat. What um, Would you like me to call you a car?
1: Uh, yes, please. I'm sure that my uh, compatriots are probably wondering where I'm at.
0: He uh, steps around into the kitchen and picks up the uh, his phone and a minute or so later comes back in. Okay, uh, they should be by shortly just to take you back to the hotel. Thank you. I would be lying if I said that I wasn't happy that you were here. <laughs>
1: I'm just glad you live so close.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I guess it works out, right? I, I get the uh, opportunity to live close to a sanitarium, but uh, you know, the university pays for the house, so that helps. Yes. So, did you other than the power going out, did anything?
1: I don't know if you would necessarily believe me if I told you anything that happened. I'm sure it's just a simple power outage.
0: Mm. Well, that, in and of itself, sounds like a story.
1: (laughs) Uh, My mother claimed he visited before the power went out.
0: Okay. Uh, Was there any evidence of a person?
1: Not that I saw. Okay. And then she said he was here, and then the lights went out, and the windows rattled. Hmm. It could have been a coincidence. It could have been, you know, yeah, I don't know. But she's sleeping now. She seems to have passed out from all the commotion. Hmm.
0: Probably just a coincidence. It's, it seems to me that uh, maybe you're, <laughs> maybe for all we know, the sanitarium has been suffering from power outages.
1: Yeah. So what I asked one of the workers, and he said no, but what, well, do you think they would tell me the truth?
0: You're an outsider, and you've you've got a uh, relative as a patient there. I'm sure they don't want to spook you. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's probably nothing. It's probably simply a matter of uh, things cycling down and uh, the power going out at night. It's not unheard of in this area. But,
1: yeah, I hope so.
0: I can look into it if you'd like.
1: if you want to. um, I might stop over tomorrow as well, just to make sure everything's back and up and running.
0: Sure, not a bad idea. Hey, I hope your friends got whatever they needed from Dr. Cowles.
1: yeah. I'm sure they'll tell me all about it in the morning.
0: I'm sure they will too. I'm sure they will. You know, I I have to wonder if the university is aware of this power outages. The the power outages at the the sanitarium recently anyway, the the college and the sanitarium have been working closely together on a project. I I'm not I'm not really allowed to discuss it, but The two entities have been, the locations have been more and more passing information back and forth. And uh, I can tell you this much, it's not some treatment program. There is a patient that they're working on in the basement. Can't give you a ton of details on it, but quite frankly, the sanitarium has been mystified as to how to treat this patient. Uh, Everything Dr. Gantz has tried and everything that I've suggested has not worked at all.
1: When did this patient arrive?
0: Well, it was sometime in 1922, at least as far as the records I've seen. Hmm. Yes. He suffers from delusions of grandeur, mass hysteria, Uh, He barely eats, but has no physical repercussions of uh, malnutrition, seemingly can uh, quote languages that have never been taught in school, and has a full and complete understanding of Sanskrit, Aramaic, and Arabic, but yet reportedly has no formal teaching. He's unlike anything I've ever Seen or encountered before. It's like he he knows things that no one could possibly know.
1: Where did he come from?
0: Mm, not far from here, a s- small town, Innsmouth. Hmm. Uh, at least that's what the records say. I mean, it's a it's a small fishing village. It's nothing more than that. It's a out of the way shanty town that uh, long since last lost its luster.
1: Hmm. There's lots of weird stuff going on here, just so you know.
0: Really? Like what?
1: Well, like all that at the sanitarium, and now this guy, and Dr. Pierce.
0: Mm. Well, Dr. Pierce is someone who stops, I guess, st- evidently stops through Arkham every once in a while, but he's not one of ours. He's not someone who grew up here.
1: Yeah. That's true.
0: You uh, hear a car engine pull up outside.
1: Well, I will talk to you tomorrow.
0: I look forward to it, Maeve. I'm sure. Good night.
1: All right. Good night. Thank you.
0: You exit his, uh, his homie, sees you out the door as any gentleman would. Hmm. And uh, as you get into the car, the driver asks, where to, ma'am?
1: I'll give him the name of the hotel that I was staying at.
0: Mithcatonic Hotel. uh, Of course. You begin to, well, that's actually what it's called. (laughs) Uh, You uh, drive across one of the long bridges, and I'm going to have you give me one final spot, hit, and roll
1: watch me fail this one too
0: so hard success 20 uh, under uh, 20 uh, under 68 mm-hmm. you're driving back across the bridge and heading towards your hotel and out the back window you begin to see uh, a blanket of darkness on the house lights behind you and it is almost as if a wide Kind of curtain of uh, darkness and pinpoint starlight is moving over that part of town. It kind of swoops down and blankets the town behind you before it reaches the bridge uh, that goes, that that, uh, reaches the railroad tracks and then the bridge. And then this curtain swoops up. Uh, and it, at an unbelievable speed, and uh, and then you begin to see lights again on that side of town.
1: Everybody's going to believe I'm totally insane, which I am. But
0: you are not totally insane, Miss O'Shea. <laughs> all right. So I want to thank you all for listening and sharing the evening experience with us. Uh, we hope you are staying healthy and safe, and we will see you next week.